What's up, everybody? This is Core Circle Backboard here on KCLU 88.1 FM, KCLU.FM. Uh, I'm pretty sure the auxiliary cord isn't working. <laughs> so it's fine. It's whatever. We'll let it rock. It's cool. It's cool. Definitely cool. Uh, I'm Chris Mitchell here bringing you the latest and hottest at sports that you like and video games that I like, things of that nature, all that jazz. Uh, before we get deep into it, uh, I'm watching I'm watching Houston versus UCF right now. Houston, of course, three and five after deciding, eh, we're pretty much gonna bench everybody. Everybody that's important to this team. I just bench them, put them on the sideline. Put them some backup, see how that goes. And UCF, who's six and two right now. Bull eligible right now. Probably one of the better teams in the AAC still, even though they're kinda even after that loss to Cincinnati. And that loss to Pitt, they're still pretty good. And Houston is up 23-21 right now. Second half just started, and we've already had like two flags. So things are going fine over there in AAC land. Outside of that, we got some other college football games to talk about, too, going on today. I'm going to get into the who's and what's and the him's and hers, they's and them's, all that jazz as well. But first, I feel like I need to talk about uh, Thursday Night Football, because that was a thing that happened on Halloween. 100% happened on Halloween. Um, Arizona, ever since the start of the season, where I think Cliff Kingsbury was st- trying to get like a feel for how the pro game works, as far as like play calling goes, as far as like defense goes, he sort of rallied around to something pretty respectable for my money. I don't think I would have pegged Arizona to keep it that close with the San Francisco team like that 49ers team where they're pretty much firing on at least every defensive cylinder offense. They're doing enough and that's really all they need at the moment. I believe they edged out Arizona 28 to 25 or 28 to 24 or something like that. Anyways, it was an entertaining game for the most part. Uh, Not, I say uh, 49ers defense was firing all cylinders. Wasn't particularly their sort of greatest hour, <laughs> I would say. Um, there, were some, there were some miscommunications. There were some goofs here and there, including a 55-yard touchdown, I believe, in the fourth quarter. Was it 50 or 60? It was something like that. And then, like, 90% of it was just, like, yards after carry. So it started out as, like, a you know simple check down by Kyler Murray. To get that first down, hopefully, uh, turn into a touchdown. So there's that. They got that going for him. Um, yeah. Again, this bodes pretty well for uh, Arizona, I feel like. I don't think we'll quite be at, like, the super-duper finished product. Or I don't think we'll... We will see the complete vision of a Cliff Kingsbury-led... Um, NFL team quite yet. I think we're still a year or two outside of that, but it's got Kyler Murray. They should be fine, at least on offense. Um, someone made this comparison on Twitter while I was like scrolling through the game or scrolling through reactions to the game. And I feel like this is pretty succinct, at least as far as now. A lot of the pros and cons of Cliff Kingsbury right now, you know, be his offensive play calling, uh, still one of the more innovative minds in the game right now. 
And that's sort of, you know, not overshadowed, but you can start to see the issues with how he manages a game clock and how he uses his timeouts. And if this person is starting to, if these traits are starting to sound familiar to you, uh, might I point you in the direction of one Andy Reid, former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, current coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel like if that's your ceiling as a coach, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you take it. <laughs> if you're a Cardinals fan, I feel like you take it. If uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ceiling is Andy Reid, I mean, go for it. One thing I would suggest, though, which, I mean, I feel like Andy Reid's a little bit too old hat at this point, which kind of sounds funny given how, like, how ahead he is on, like, every, like pretty much every offensive facet of the game. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you need to get somebody who can actually manage that game clock, manage those timeouts. Uh, word on the street is there's a market for that now. For someone to, like, use timeouts, manage the game clock, things like that. Sort of be like the earworm, sort of getting you to use them efficiently. I feel like if Cliff Kingsbury wants to, you know, maybe go a step above and maybe be like one of the top echelon of coaches, he probably needs to do something like that just to, you know, nip that problem in the bud real quick before it really, you know, starts to cost him when the defense starts to get stops, the offense starts to look better, red zone play calling better, things like that. Oh, my God. Uh, Wake Forest just scored against NC State. Wake Forest up 41 to 10 on NC State. We are a little bit under a minute into the third quarter. And holy cow, um, if you asked me who would be the most like threatening ACC team before the season started, um, I didn't have Wake Forest in like my top three for most dangerous teams. I mean, go back to my... Uh, preseason preview. I don't think I was that high on Wake Forest. But yeah. Demon Deacons, they're they're doing it, dude. They're doing it big so far. We can get a box score up for you right now. Um they scored twenty one unanswered in the first quarter, thirteen in the second. And then they're up by one touchdown to not to a donut in the third quarter. NC State, four and three. Not that great this year. Wake Forest, uh, pretty good now, apparently. Jamie Newman, their quarterback, uh, 34 attempts, 24 completions, 281 yards, three touchdowns. The third quarter just started. Kenneth Walker, the third, their leading rusher so far, 11 attempts, 40 yards. Longest was a 16-yarder. Jamie Newman also has a couple touchdowns on the ground as well. So he's been responsible for five Wake Forest touchdowns. I think that's pretty much all of them so far. Responsible for five touchdowns. All to him. Four carries, 27 yards, two touchdowns. A long one of 20. And yeah, uh, third quarter. Not over yet. It just started. So that's interesting. That's fun. Anyways, meanwhile, back over to Houston UCF. Uh, UCF's drive kind of stalled a little bit. I don't think they were able to get anything going. Had to punt. Advantage Cougs. Granted, they were pinned, I believe, at the... 
I want to say they're at the 10 yard line or somewhere inside the 15 or the 20. But nonetheless, I think they're at third and five right now. So they convert here. They can keep it going. This camera angle really isn't giving me a good look at where they are on the field. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they're inside the 15. Oh, not anymore. Uh, that will be a quick sack by, uh, I want to say number six for the UCF defense. Oh, shoot. Yeah, 94, number six on UCF, combining for a sack. Probably split that evenly amongst the two. Um, good effort. Good helmets by UCF, even. I don't think that be, I'd be too far out of school to say that. Those helmets look sharp. Shout out to the moon landing. Shout out to NASA. <laughs> if I could give any sort of that. Just, yeah, you know. Shout out to shout out to that. Um, I guess across the nation you got Nebraska Purdue, which Nebraska had a very strong uh big boy Nebraska football's back moment in which a defensive lineman picked off a shovel pass, took it almost took it to the house. But unfortunately my dude was not fast enough to sort of get it to go. But it's whatever. Because wouldn't you know it? Uh, Purdue's up on Nebraska, 14 to 13. Now I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked. Oh, uh, this is going to be a common thread, by the way, especially when I start getting into like the, I don't know, mid to late season or post regular season wrap ups of some of these teams that I predicted, uh, will probably be fine. Probably make the next logical step in progression and just haven't Nebraska's one of those teams. Um, there's just some, I'm going to have to do a deep dive in Nebraska at the end of the season. Cause something's up, something's wrong. I need to look deeper into it. I don't think it's cause they try to be warm in cold games. Pretty sure. Anyways. Oh, you hate to see it. Uh, number 16 for UCF dropped a absolutely 100% certain touchdown. Just took it deep, and it would have worked out, alas. UCF still losing by two. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes on. Uh, Boston College against Syracuse. Um, <laughs> this game's been a weird one, so... Okay, let's talk about Boston College right now. So, their quarterback, Dennis Grussell has thrown eight passes and completed six of those. My dude has 148 yards, three touchdowns. Longest was a 64-yard bomb. Uh, As far as rushing goes, A.J. Dillon, 21 carries, 146 yards, one touchdown. Longest was a 51-yarder, which I think led to a touchdown. Um, Let's see. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, uh, Kobe White, one reception, 64 yards, one touchdown. Zay Flowers, two receptions, 59 yards. Longest was a 50-yarder. I think that's when went for the touchdown. David Bailey, running back, eight carries, 133 yards, two touchdowns. Longest run was a 74-yarder. Um, Syracuse has been having some issues defending against the big play today. Is what you could take away from this box score so far. 
as we are, I believe, I want to say uh, a little bit over two minutes into the third quarter. 44-20, advantage Boko. Syracuse not looking particularly strong this year at 3-5 and five overall. I guess this is what happens when you rank Syracuse in the preseason, unless you have like Donovan McNabb on your team. Anyways, so that's interesting. Um, let's see, somewhere else. Where are some other good scores right now? Uh, Liberty's putting the beat down on UMass right now. Uh, 12.43 left in the third quarter. Liberty up 56 to 14, which I feel like I haven't really reported that much on how crazy Hugh Freeze has been this season with regards to how he's been able to show up for games. Like one game he had to like, you know, roll up in like a dentist chair and like get on like a podium to call plays. One of them, he had to be up in like the press booth or not even in the press booth and like the coordinator booth from a hospital bed. Call games. I mean, at least it's working for UMass or against UMass. Shout out to Hugh Freeze. Actually, don't shout out Hugh Freeze. Um, that dude's weird. And uh, it'll never stop being funny that uh, Liberty picked him up. It'll never stop being... Oh, we got a touchdown. Ooh, number 24 for UCF. Just broke out a big, long run. And that'll put the, the Knights, Golden Knights, Knights... One of those. It'll put the Knights up 27, 23, up on the Cougs. Uh, yeah. You know what? You know how it is. You know how it'd be sometimes. Um, let's see. Um, oh, shoot. I totally forgot. Uh, Georgia plays Florida today at the Swamp. That'll be fun. Uh, I think that game kicks off at like 2.30, which, I mean, go... Watch that game, because that game could be, I don't know, a barrel full of monkeys of fun, if I had to put a name on it. Um, could have some pretty serious SEC implications, especially if Florida, you know, grinds this one out. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, you know what? I think we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more games. Going to get you updated on some more scores. Things like that. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to uh, Quarter Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we will be right back. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I missed a uh, I missed a score there. Nope. Just same old, same old. Anyways. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. Don't go anywhere. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Okay. Hey, this is KCOU, 88.1 FM. Are you trying to release the hottest project of this year? 
possibly next, come down to our studio in the Student Center and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. On Sundays at 11 a.m., it's the weekly walkthrough. Join Ethan Salm and Nick Catlin as they discuss the biggest and most important sports news of the week. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM, on KCOU.FM, or find the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching for the Weekly Walkthrough. Follow us on Twitter at Weekly Walk KCOU, and be sure to tune in on Sundays at 11 a.m. for all the latest in sports. No, no wingman, that's only my Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Circle Backboard here on KCLU 88.1 FM, KCLU.FM. I'm Chris Mitchell. Here bringing you the latest and hottest of sports that you like, the video games that I like. But it turns out I'm not alone. Because once you know it, I got a guest on here. Why don't you say hi real quick? Hi, everybody. Hey, it's Andy. What's up, Andy? <laughs> not a whole lot. I am just calling in to say hello. <laughs> you watching any games right now, bud? I have Houston and UCF on, but what I could do is I could change the channel to some Big Ten trash. Oh, that'd want. be fun. Yeah, because I got UCF uh, Houston covered right now. You can keep an eye on that, and I can keep an eye on the on the Nebraska Purdue. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Nebraska Purdue garbage. <laughs> that would be perfect. I'd be super Oh, my God. Did you, see the video? Did you see the video of um, – Nebraska intercepting a shovel pass. Yes, I saw that. I saw one of their defensive linemen uh, just scoop up that shovel pass real quick, almost taking it to the house. Almost to the house. That would have been a top ten moment for Nebraska football. Certainly this year. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, okay, real quick. I mean, this year probably top five. Yeah. Have you been paying attention to Boston College, Syracuse at all? Um, I saw a score briefly, and I think it, I thought it was very lopsided in favor of Boston College, but other than that, I don't know much about what's going on. Um, it's 51-20 Boston College. There's eight minutes and 54 seconds left in the third quarter. Oh. <laughs> in what? the third quarter. Uh, oh. In, in oh the... Hold on. I don't think I heard you right. What quarter? That's the third quarter, my dude. Oh. Um, Man. Let's see. Wild. Wait, I'm going to so... get the scoring report real quick. I think it was A.J. Dillon. 
Uh, he's got 210 yards on uh, 27 carries. Uh, oh, you know, just a normal thing to do. Yep. And, yeah, it was A.J. Dillon just running it in for a five-yard touchdown. Eh, no oh, my biggie. God, you're right. Eight, oh, my God, nine minutes left. Yeah. Also, Unbelievable. Also, Boston College scored 34 points in the second quarter. 34 points in a quarter. In one quarter. Here, Here's the thing. Uh, at the start of this game, Syracuse and Boston College, they were kind of sort of like hanging in with each other. It was pretty close for oh, the yeah. most part. And then just Syracuse kept giving a big play after big play after big play after big play after big play. You see where I'm getting at here? <laughs> yeah, millions of big plays. Yeah. Just happened to them. Happened uh, all over them. That's right. I mean, Boston College, uh, they aren't without their own sins because uh, – Tommy DeVito threw it. <laughs> I think a twenty-six yard bomb. Wait, okay. Yeah, Tommy DeVito is. Uh, did you not know this? They are. He's a Syracuse quarterback now. Oh really? Yeah, that's right. Bringing that strong Long Island energy back to Syracuse. Hey. Hey man. I mean, let's go work if you can get it. Like I'm just running through this list here. There's like a fifty-one. That's yeah, also the name. The reason I was laughing so hard, that's also the name of Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Anyways, so what I mean is, uh, I talked about this earlier, but there was like a 64-yard touchdown run, like a 50-yard touchdown run, a 51-yard wow. touchdown run, a 74-yard touchdown run. <laughs> okay. So. I'm sorry. This- I can see where all that yards came from. I'm sorry. This was a f- this was a 50-yard touchdown pass. I'm sorry. Oh, gotta get it right. Yeah, gotta get it. Gotta get, gotta get it right it on the notation. That dog won't hunt Absolutely. anywhere else. Anyways, um, does <laughs> Iowa play this week? No, they're on a bye week. Oh, that's cool. I like how they sync up with Missouri's. That's cute. I like that. That's that fun. So cute. You know, it's serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens. For very depressing football teams. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, I'm kind of, ooh. Oh, wait, I didn't see this. Uh, Georgia Southern beat App State, uh, number 21 ranked App State, if that's a thing anybody cares about listening. Yeah, man. Uh, Georgia Southern was ready, dude. And they will get you at any time. Almost happened to Minnesota. Almost happened to Minnesota. Just just remember that. Next time you think it's sweet, playing a triple option like, I think they're in the Sun Belt. Yeah, I, th- I think they're in the Sun Belt or something below that. I thought for a good, like, two weeks um, that Georgia Southern actually beat Minnesota, and I kept seeing that they were unbeaten. I'm like, wait a second. I can't do right. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like one of those games. It game- is them who are wrong, not me. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where you <laughs> really don't expect, I don't know, a team like Minnesota to come out that game with the win. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Oh boy. Um, let's see. Other games going on today. Of course, we talked about uh, Georgia, Florida, at the swamp at like two thirty. That'll be interesting. That'll have some serious SEC East implications. Uh, um, Utah, Washington. Yep. Utah climbing their way back up. I feel like after uh, Oklahoma lost to uh, K State, the window kind of opened back up for them. Because they're 7-1 oh, yeah, no, right now. Yeah, because they're it. like 7-1 right now. So it's entirely possible that a one-loss Pac-12 team could make it into the college football playoff at this moment. 
Okay, hang on. Can I say something real quick? Why are why is every Michigan school logo so bad? <laughs> They're literally just letter. They're literally just letter. The Michigan one is fine. It's like a block M, but no, Michigan Michigan's fine. But like everything else, it's like I just saw um, what is it Eastern Michigan's, and it's just like this ugly like feel gray M. <laughs> uh, hey man, uh, no school is safe from rebrands. Listen, they'll get you if you're not careful. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So it comes for us all. Yeah, Utah, Washington, that could be squirrely. Uh Utah is a road favorite, which, you know, always bodes well. Nothing bad ever oh, happens God. when they're a road favorite. <laughs> oh God. Northwestern versus Indiana tonight at seven. Dude, Indiana's gonna get another dub. They're they gonna might, get that dub. They might win like eight games this year. How many wins are they at right now? I'll have to look I'll have to like Google it. But yeah, Indiana's good. I had it took me a while to like I don't know get acquainted with that make peace with it but yeah Indiana good football shout out to them making it back also spe- solid. speaking of Pac-12 road good. favorites uh, Oregon is playing at USC oh that could be fun <laughs> yeah that could be that could be a little bit spicy uh, let's see Ole Miss at Auburn uh, yeah advantage Auburn let's see you got Virginia Tech at Notre Dame Cincinnati at East Carolina. Boise State at San Jose State. Kansas State at Kansas. Ooh. 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 Battle for the cornfield. Or I guess wheat field. I guess that's battle more for like. Battle for the prairie. Battle for the. Ooh. Like that. So you got Miami playing Florida State. <laughs> that's the please don't look at us bowl. Pay no, t- <laughs> pay no attention to the team behind the curtain bowl. Got Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. Uh. You know, via Colorado State. That should be fun. Both teams are pretty squirrely. Uh, Tulsa at Tulane. I think Tulane could probably win that because they're, like, not bad this year as opposed to other years. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Uh, this is tough, but, yeah, I'm going to go Mississippi State, even though they're kind of a mess right now. Uh, let's see. Indiana's got Clang six it, wins right now. Clang it, man. Indiana, yeah, they're 6-2 and two right now. Northwestern is one and six. Woof. Woof. Who'd they beat? Who'd Northwestern beat? Who did? I have no idea. <laughs> probably probably uh, some FCS school of some description. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, yeah. Indiana's good. Sorry, y'all. That's the universe we live in right now. Sorry, not sorry. Vanderbilt in South Carolina. Yeah, just don't put this game on television anywhere. Don't even put it on, like, pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> just like put it somewhere. Don't speak or, of it. Don't don't update the statistics. Mm-hmm. Just don't. And then oh, we got a Sunday game. Uh, well, kind of, sorta. It's uh, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's uh, Fresno State at Hawaii. That could be a really fun game. If mm-hmm. I had to measure it. See so everywhere else will be able to watch it. Uh, you could if you wanted to. Does it say what channel it's going to be on? I can look that up. Uh, it does not say what channel it's on at this moment. It's probably on like one of the other ESPN channels. If I had to guess, um, yeah, I got, I got nothing for you. Sorry. Why watch five on th- FCBK? What on earth? Yeah, I don't think that's anything we can have access to, <laughs> unfortunately. No. So anyways, yeah, Fresno State, they're three and four. Hawaii's five and three. Fresno State's traveling to Hawaii. Yeah, fill in the blanks. You know, you, you, you know what's up. You know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> Anyways. Do we know? Uh, Hawaii might win that game. They probably can. They probably can. Because, come on, man. It's, fre- it's a 3-4 and four Fresno State team traveling to Hawaii. Get the calculator. Do the math. You know what's up. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Baylor only beat West Virginia by three. In a fourteen, in a seventeen to fourteen win, which that a win that just happened. No, that happened on Thursday. On Thursday, was I telling you about this game? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I was telling you about this game. But yeah, West Virginia probably could have beaten Baylor if not for some <laughs> questionable decisions by the coaching staff, by the players. Is Baylor undefeated? Uh, yep, they're eight no right yeah. now. Oh, ranked twelfth in the nation right now. So there is a possible scenario in which a undefeated Baylor team makes the playoff. I think that Are we would ready I, for that as a society. Are we prepared for that? Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't acknowledge it. I know but, I'm not. But anyways, yeah, that's just something to look forward to. Maybe, anyways. Uh. Looks like this Michigan Maryland game is just about over. Michigan up thirty-five to seven on Maryland as the third quarter expires. Oh, um, time. Yep. I'm. Hmm. Remember when uh, Maryland had like out of like the first two games of the season scored like a billion touchdowns. Yep. A billion points. They scored a billion. They scored like seventy-eight against Marshall, and it's all been downhill from here. Just uh, slow and then fast and then very fast descent into just absolute madness. Like, Maryland was ranked for a little bit. A few people know this. They were. Yeah, they beat Syracuse and were like, yeah, we should probably rank them. And then just absolute, just absolute destruction. (laughs) Man, you hate to see it. Anyways, what time is it? Um... Yeah, can you think of any <laughs> of the above college football games you might be interested in? Just for like a disaster. Not really. Level? I mean, um, uh, what is it? Florida, Georgia's going to be entertaining. Um, I mean, I've you summed it up pretty well. I'm just hypnotized and focused on Nebraska-Purdue right now. <laughs> it is a barn burner, 13-17 Purdue. So is Purdue good now, or is Nebraska just that bad now? I think Nebraska is that bad now. They're four and four. Ooh, Ouch. they're four and four on this day, Scott Frost Day of all days. Oh uh, dang! Oh, happy F- Scott Frost Day, everybody! Happy Scott Frost Day. Uh, stay warm out there, unless you're play for, unless, you, unless you play for Nebraska. It was Scott Frost might punch you if you're if you're trying to stay warm. <laughs> on the Nebraska football team, <laughs> just can't stand you. Um, not real football. Not real, not football. real football. Ooh, man. Purdue was all over that. Anyways, um, I think we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we got some, uh, let's see, got some NFL games to talk about. Because the NFL, that's right, folks, that's the thing that exists. Ooh. Professional football, got some games to talk about. There could be some interesting matchups here. Bears-Eagles. Texans, Jaguars, Vikings, Chiefs, depending on who's the quarterback for the Chiefs, things of that nature. And, yeah, oh, my gosh, I could have another Chiefs fan on here to talk about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and whether or not he should play or not. That would be fun. <laughs> the, the, our discussion will probably surprise you. Yeah. Anyways, well, 
Without further ado or don't, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, yeah, you're listening to Quarter Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We'll be right back. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Phi Sigma Pi National Honors Fraternity presents a night of music, entertainment, and philanthropy. The funds raised from this concert will benefit the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Central Missouri. Featured acts include world record holder Mizzou Haggy Sackman, post-sex nachos, and Mizzou Forte. You can check out our Facebook page for more information. Looking for your weekly fix of Mizzou Sports content? Look no further than the longest-running Mizzou Sports talk show on KCOU, Salute Your Sports. Join me, Chris Mitchell, alongside James Stanley and Zach Berman as we break down everything you need to know about Mizzou Sports every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central. And if you can't tune in for the live show, you can listen to the show in podcast form every Friday on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Circle Backboard here on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. And yeah, we're going to get back into it with a little bit more football talk because we got some professional football to talk about as well. And of course, this time I'm not alone because lo and behold, straight from Iowa, we got Andy Mitchell, also, Hi a there. Chiefs, also a Chiefs fan, also a Kansas City Chiefs fan. That is correct. So he's got he's got some he's got some sway in I don't know Chiefs discourse here. So I guess that's the game we're gonna kick off talking about NFL stuff with. So Vikings are coming to town. Vikings are good. Uh, there was a little bit I was a little bit nervous that the Vikings would not be good after a long stretch of. Vikings deciding that they did not like the forward pass or just they didn't like it <laughs> or just like abstained from big passing plays. They sort of crawled back to now being somewhere where they're pretty good at passing now. They're, you know, making taking full advantage of having Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs on their team. Kirk Cousins looks pretty darn good. I say that to say 
It's going to be a tough one for the Vikings. I mean, their defense is fine. I, I wouldn't paint them as slashes, but how this game is going to turn out for both these teams is dependent upon whether or not Patrick Mahomes is playing on Sunday. He's currently questionable, logically so, with knee problems, but that begs the question. If he's questionable and doesn't look completely broken during Sunday reps, should he play? And I think Andy and I have come to a succinct answer here, which is something I feel like everybody should take to heart, no matter uh, who, what uh, fan you are of like whose team, whether you're a football fan or not. And that's no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Don't you, do it. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Why? Green- uh, dude, <laughs> listen, Matt, Green Bay only beat Matt Moore by a touchdown. Yeah. And when Green Bay has been so unbelievable, just nuking everyone except for the Eagles. But Yeah, outside of a couple of questionable punting plays by Andy Reid, uh, Chiefs could have had a good shot at winning that game, I feel like. They could have. And, like, I mean, and I, mean, I was McCoy entirely... And a Shady McCoy fumble. I know I was entirely checked out of, like, that game going into it. Like, I'm pretty yeah, sure too. every, like, Chiefs fan was not interested in it at all. It's like, okay, I'm going to get pants. Or Beckham was going to get pants. But no, actually. No. Uh, that more fitting pretty well. And it, Reed, like, designed some really good plays to, like, it, help him out. Yeah. It, yeah, worked out pretty well. Made sure Mikko Harmon, Tyreek Hill, basically pretty much all the fast guys. <laughs> Everybody all the fast guys here, Watkins played. It's amazing. I mean, believe it or not, having yeah. Hill, Watkins, and Hardman in at the same time is a problem for the other team. Yeah, doesn't matter how, it. yeah it doesn't matter how good the defense is, which Packers defense, oh baby, it's pretty good. good. But yeah. Anyway, good. Anyways, yeah, shout out to Matt LaFleur for bringing the Packers offense into the 21st century. Into the, I guess, into the 20 aughts, I suppose. Because discount double check. I know we're having fun. Yeah, it's great. We're having fun watching it. It's great. Good time. Um, yeah. I'm guessing either Matt Moore or Chad Henney gets to start for the Chiefs. And, again, it should be fine. It should I don't be know. fine I think for they the roll Ch- with Moore. Uh, it could be a little bit closer. I guess that depends on how many mistakes the offense makes, which... If they play perfect, should be a good game. Chiefs might even win it. Who knows? I sure don't. Anyways, Look, uh, I've been, I mean, I've been saying if like the Chiefs go like one and one since like since like the Denver game, they'd be in insanely good shape, like really really good shape. But yeah. I mean, going over two over the stretch isn't the worst thing in the world. Like, because you know, if the Raiders keep dropping it. I mean, they played Detroit at home tomorrow at like three. So, uh, yeah, they could gain some ground, but also the Lions, I don't think, are that terrible this year. So that could be something. Yeah, the Lions are actually pretty good. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, <laughs> their problem sh- is they keep playing teams that are better. Yeah, that's really their biggest problem. They keep playing teams that are better. That's really- that is a rough schedule they have. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Anyways, so they might beat the Raiders. They might not. Did they beat the Raiders? Good. Gives uh, the Chiefs more breathing room. But if not, 
Well, eh, you know. Anyways, uh, Bears Eagles. Couple. Uh, I think did the Eagles beat the Bills last week? I think so. They did beat the Bills. They beat them pretty handily too. So okay, I thought it was. I. Th- it was close for a little bit, and then it absolutely was not. Until it wasn't. Yeah. I think the turning point was like the Miles Sanders just like ripping across the field for like 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyways, uh, quick segue <laughs> or quick addendum into UCF Houston right now. I think I missed a couple touchdowns because right now UCF is up on Houston uh, 41 to 25. Oh. Uh, yeah, I missed a couple things. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Uh, SMU is at Memphis for game day this weekend. SMU, pretty good. Memphis, you know, always pretty solid, too. Uh, I think I got Memphis in this game. Just because, you know, it's game day at home. Want to show out for the primetime crowd. Always fun. But also, SMU, pretty good. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, the Bears definitely need to win something, anything, <laughs> if they want to be at least considered for a wild card spot. Yeah, be that as it may, I don't think they're winning this one. I feel like it's going to be very similar to, um, very similar to the Buffalo game. Yeah, yeah, I can see except that. Tr- except Trubisky is worse than Allen. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Man, you, you want to talk about, like, it's true, but you shouldn't say it. That's, like, pretty far up there. Let me tell you. Yeah. See, you got you need another hot take, another hot takester. <laughs> definitely. I'm just here to give it that extra, that extra boost. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely don't. We definitely need another hot taker, especially after Garrett Jones told us to not call things hot takes anymore. Oh, we didn't want him to call it instead. Uh... Just not hot takes, because I feel like I feel like he's right in that it's kind of sensationalist when you're just trying to like I don't know talk about a game. Just gotta be like, hold on, guys, I got a hot take. Get this: the Patriots might be good. Then everyone's oh, all like, no, what? that's a hot take. What? Yeah. Okay, may I may I posit an alternative What's instead up? of saying, oh, I got a hot take, just say so you got some spice. Ooh. Oh, hey, I got some spice for you right here. Mr. Trubisky, not as good as Josh Allen. It's pretty spicy. Anyways, um... Pinch of spice. Yeah. Thursday night game, Patriots at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, playing the Ravens. I'm... If I'm the Patriots, I'm pretty confident in Bill Belichick because since he runs things now, uh, that Patriots defense is kind of godly. It's kind of like one of the best defenses I've ever seen. (laughs) Of course, this time, uh, for the most part, the Patriots have been playing a lot of scrubs. They haven't really played. <clears throat> if if I may bring back the old adage, ain't played nobody so far. Ain't played nobody. Of course, I mean re- it's one thing to like, it's one thing to play a bunch of teams and make them look like scrubs, and that's like the only team they look like scrub scrubs against. But I mean, like these are teams that look like scrubs against everybody, almost. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be, like, some sort of mathematical equation to, like, sort of, like, I don't know, measure how much of a scrub they look like against, like, every team. Because, like, Dolphins looked like some Mondo scrubs against the Ravens. Also looked like scrubs against the Patriots. But anyways, I feel like the big problem for the Patriots isn't going to be how they contain Lamar Jackson on the ground. 
Is that how they sort of make up for it if guys like Marquise Brown are healthy? Because that's another way they killed the Dolphins in week one. Granted, yeah, it's the Dolphins, but still, there was a game plan there to sort of, I don't know, beat them up, not just on the ground, but through the air. Almost happened to the Chiefs, too, where they just got nickeled and dimed and then big played by the Lamar Jackson-Marquise Brown connection. So it could be tough. I feel like it could be a uh, high scorer because the Ravens' defense yeah, isn't as good as it, the, it's been in years past. But it could be a good game. Is the Patriots' defense that good against the run? Is it that good against the run? Uh, maybe. But no, no, pretty good passing defense. A little bit spiced, but I don't know. You don't know. Anyways, on top of that, uh, for other potential... I don't know, opponents, you know, <laughs> potential crown assassins for uh, the Chiefs. You got the Chargers, or 3-5, and five, came out in a squeaker against the Bears last week after Matt Nagy iced his own kicker. Uh, they're playing the Packers tomorrow at, like, 3 at Los Angeles. Like, that really matters, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, advantage Packers until, you know. For sure. Until further notice. Until further notice. Jets, Dolphins, uh, don't watch that game. Colts, Steelers. I feel like the Colts are sort of, no, not the Colts, the Steelers, I mean, are sort of playing themselves out of sufficiently tanking because I think there's just way too much talent on that team for them to, you know, tank efficiently because they're like three and four right now, which isn't really somewhere you want to be outside of, I guess, I don't know, fleecing the Dolphins out of Minka Fitzpatrick. Because I feel like Fitzpatrick was at least worth like a top 15 pick. And the way they keep playing games is uh, that pick will probably decrease in value as the season goes on. That might finish like Steelers might finish like realistically like seven and nine, six and ten or something like that. And meanwhile, the Colts are missing T.Y. Hilton, which is going to be a big problem because that dude's great. He's good. Amazing. Colts are 5-2. and two. Very good. That should be an interesting game for the noon slot. Uh, I, I don't know. Keep tabs on that, maybe. And, oh, yeah, I forgot the London game. It's Texans-Jaguars, baby. Woo! That's right. Back at it again. Ugh. Jaguars, the Ugh. Texans. Because, boy, howdy, uh, when you go... <laughs> what, what would Europeans love more than American football? American football from AFC South teams. <laughs> Someone made that deal, man. I mean, deal. on paper, it looks bad, but I think... Isn't, like, the AFC South, like, the only, like, division in the NFL where no team has a losing record? Uh, the Jaguars are at 500 right now. And let me just check on the Titans. Not a losing record. record. That is true. It's not a losing record. Oh, right, the Titans. Titans okay. also at 500. Oh, well, here we... Mm, so, by... There you I, go. So, they have... They can cheese that one, but in a way that's sort of like, I guess. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, there's not, a t- there's not a team. Technically. There's not a team in here with a losing record. It's like, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> okay, we'll do we'll but call it. But for how long? But for, yeah, but for how long? Well, something's got to give. I guess not really, but, yeah, Titans got to play the Panthers at Carolina. Panthers are four and three. Uh, Kyle Allen. Looked very uh, scrubby against the 49ers, which I guess isn't that hard. <gasps> Unless you're it looked real bad. It, it did look real bad. 
which, you know, you look kind of scrubby when you play the 49ers, unless you're like Kyler Murray, who had a pretty good game, if I had to sort of guesstimate that. Cardinals, 3-5-1. and one. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, the finished product for the Cardinals might be actually pretty darn good. Probably not by the end of this season, but somewhere around next season. And Cliff Kingsbury's finally got a chance to like get some more, you know, pieces around him, sort of make that thing work the way he wants to. And who knows? If he can find someone who can manage that clock for him, shoot, the sky's the limit, buddy. Anyways, I think that'll just about do it for QCB. Got some other shows coming up on the Sports Saturday slate as well. Can't miss out on that. Uh, yeah, shout out to Andy for coming in. Uh, just talking about football. Appreciate it. Andy. Yes. <laughs> just making sure you were still there, buddy, because I was doing like the sign off. I don't know. I'm just letting you cook. I'm letting you do your thing. I'm not going to dance all over your big outro, your your send off. This is This is your monologue. Okay. I appreciate it. I was just going to say, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. This was a, this was a good time. Shoot, you need to call, you need to call in more. I just realized. I should, especially on Saturdays. Yeah, especially on Saturdays. On, sport, on KCU Sports Saturdays, every Saturday. Catch the action. Anyways, I think that will just about do it for the show. Of course, yeah. Got more shows coming up for Andy Mitchell over there in Iowa City watching Big Ten football. I'm Chris Mitchell. This has been Core Circle Backboard. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I will be back at my regular time, 10 a.m. on Thursday. Of course, your sports also on Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Going to be talking about the Georgia game coming up next Saturday. Ah, scary. But anyways, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys next week. Do not go anywhere for more Sports Saturday action.